drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started on their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Macintosh and Maude's chocolate shop was open for business. Riverdale, Season 1, Episode 6, Chapter 6. Faster, pussycats, kill, kill! While Jughead and Betty zero in on Polly's whereabouts, Valerie helps Archie with a crisis of confidence, and Veronica reels from a double betrayal. Time to recap the recap, right? Yeah, one minute. Here we go. Jason's still jet. Try again. <laughs> oh man, that was that was a total fail. It's late. It's really not. It feels late. Okay, go. Jason's still dead. Hermione gets a job. The lodges are still crooked. Hal's telling lies. What are the Coopers hiding? Polly is sick. Okay. And then we get to a flashback. A flashback. Fear. Fear. I don't remember any of the rest of it. It's just how Jughead starts. It's it's a typical Jughead um, voiceover. He likes to he likes to use opposing things. Yeah. And talk about one word sentences. <laughs> Hence our intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you've heard the the intro change recently, it, it it harkens back to all of Jughead's narration scenes. Well, okay. To be fair, we included that starting episode two. That's true. And now we're recording episode six. <laughs> so, there's that. <laughs> we record ahead. I hope everybody knows We do. Uh, we won't be able to do that when the season starts. No. But, but we've, yeah, we've been recording in a bubble right now. So, we've got a flashback to Polly and Betty in... Is it their room or just Betty's room? It's Betty's room. Okay. Because it's... Uh, it's the same wallpaper and it's got the same nightlight that they show. Yeah. So it's it's Betty's room. And aw, sisters need help. And Betty's scared of the dark. She wants Polly to stay. Polly was her protector. Uh, I like Polly says. Uh, I I wish I could, but Mom says I can't. So like, Mom's crazy and Mom's trying to keep them separate. Mm. Um, and I also like that Betty in the flashback has a ponytail, just like she typically has. In yeah, good day. Consistent. Good good casting on Yeah, good they they cast Junior Betty. Junior Betty and and Junior Polly, I mean. So it's generic blonde girls. Pan to present day and Betty has invited Jughead over for breakfast. Yeah. And Alice makes it awkward. Yeah, Jughead is oblivious to it though, and he's just like shoveling in the food. Well, Jughead's not oblivious to it. He, that's that's how he's ignoring it is shoveling in food. That's fair. He, we also know he's pretty homeless, and we don't know where he's living right now. Yeah. So food and good explanation. Good with, explanation for why Jughead eats all the time too. Mm-hmm. With the exception of maybe the last episode, since he was wearing a suit, and and this particular episode, Jughead always looks relatively disheveled. Yeah. And unkempt. So I'm sure he's used to parents giving him the side eye, and his name is. Jughead, <laughs> which which Alice is quite prevalent has to point out to Betty. So, Jughead, <laughs> he is uh, he is immune to Alice. Let's just be clear, <laughs> he's immune to her crazy. And Alice, Alice is just like, so um, you're to blame for my daughter being way steeped in this murder. Mm-hmm. And Betty corrects the record. 
She says, I asked Jughead. And then she looks at Jughead and kind of gives a nod. And Jughead goes, I have to use the bathroom. And Betty offers to take him. And Alice says, no, Jughead. Mm -hmm. I'll show you where the bathroom is. And as they walk away, Betty's smiling and then dives into her mom's purse and pulls her checkbook out and starts taking pictures. Which is a nice Chloe bag. It's a designer handbag. Okay. It's it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. And it's two-toned. It's it's the black and blue one. I noticed that. Any any more specs on that that purse, you know? I believe it retails for about $4.95. Okay. I've looked at it. That's a normal... Middle class housewife bag. Middle upper middle class. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um but to be clear, I have a handbag that's not that much cheaper than that bag. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a Chloe bag, but Betty's snooping. Uh, and yeah. now we're now she we're gra- in... she grabs her mom's checkbook and starts taking a picture of who she's writing checks to. Correct. Which is, you know, not a... It's a good reporter trick, though in today's society, people don't really write checks anymore. I mean, Alice Cooper does. Well, Alice Cooper clearly does, but I... Okay, so just from a we're in today... Like, they're using an iPhone who writes checks. I I think going through mail in her mom's purse might have been a little more up-to-date. I don't know. Or, you know, hacking into the computer and seeing where all the bill pay is going. If, if that's... if I, I don't think many parents keep a check register of all of their debits and checks. I don't know. I think you'd be shocked. The generation... That generation... I still have a checkbook. I have a checkbook, but it, the only thing I keep track of in there is the checks I write. I don't keep track of any of the debits or anything. Oh, no. Because I use all of the apps and stuff for that. Hmm. So we're in Archie's room, and he's, what what the fuck is up with this wolf mask? He's I don't, he's going through a weird collection of crap in his like. He's got a chest. teddy bear. It's clearly his old crap. And he but, pulls out this wolf mask, and he's terribly frightened by it. Yeah, it's weird. And uh, and he finds a guitar strap. That's, Jughead, that's what he's looking for. Jughead has a line: "Fear can curl up inside of you." We're we're still talking about fear. Yeah. And cut to the Riverdale High Talent Show. It's a variety it's show. A variety audition. show. Of course, Kevin <laughs> Keller is the host, the auditioner, the director. Yeah, he's in charge, which is great. And and Archie's auditioning. And Reggie, when Reggie teases him, we see the fucking wolves. He he kind of uh, Archie kind of hallucinates that all of the football team are wearing those masks. I swear to God, this better come back if it doesn't. I'd l- I'd like to know where the masks came from. I've said that. There's so many things in the show where we just, we've always been, if they don't bring this back, what the fuck? <laughs> but I, I'll say Archie did a really good job with his panic acting. He did. He was, he was I believed him. Uh, I believed him on stage fright, yeah. And uh, then he goes out in the hallway and is talking with Valerie. Okay, Valerie's gorgeous. Yes. This girl is gorgeous, and I am in love with her hair. <laughs> <laughs> It I I'm sorry, but if if you can rock a, a an afro the way she can, I have so much respect for you. And it's it's just she's her hair's gorgeous. I love it. And did we say Archie just like chokes and runs off stage? No, 
Oh, but yeah. he did. He did. Yeah. He, so he technically did not audition. He doesn't even audition. He can't. He can't even get the song out. And Josie brings up that he's choking. Veronica's making googly eyes and feeling bad for him. Yeah. And so yeah, but um, God, Val is in love with him. She, yeah, she's very very attracted to him, and she's gorgeous. And damn, if Archie isn't playing dumb. Uh, I don't think he's playing dumb. But he his relationship with her is first and foremost about the music. So that's what he's focusing on. Yeah. And music... I don't know. I'm, he's a boy. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's in there, but that's, what, that's his concern. That's his focus. So we're in the hallway, and Archie's just like, I don't understand. If I'm out on the football field, I don't feel anything. And Val just brings up his, like, singing is vulnerable. Yeah. When you're out on the football field, you don't have to feel vulnerable about that. But when you go out to sing, that's a totally different thing. Which is true. Well, and, and he says, well, I guess I just need my team. I need a team or somebody to do it with. Yeah. And uh, he looks at Val and Val's like, uh-uh. I can't do it. I can't can't step out on the pussycats like mm -hmm. that. Which is lame. Well, that's her thing. Yeah, that's fair. And, uh, and... Archie's just, just like, can you can you just do it beforehand, please, just this one time? She won't. She won't just, take the bait. No. So, Betty and Jughead are they've, looking at stuff. They've combed through the checkbook and they found one. The Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Right. And they don't know what that means, so Jughead gets on Sleuthster? Yep. Again? The, the Google box. Sleuthster. Just yeah. we're just gonna use Sleuthster from now on. It's too expensive. Anytime I want to Google something, we should just say, "Hey, let's Sleuthster that." No, it's so hard to say. Mm -hmm. um, and they track down the website, and it's a home for troubled youths, where disenfranchised teens will learn virtues as discipline and respect, enjoying lives of quiet reflection and servitude. <laughs> it's fucking grim. <laughs> It's a fucking convent. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. That's that is the description of a convent. Mm -hmm, pretty much. Which, what does that say that they they sent Polly away and they sent her to a convent? So it's like seventeen thirty-two. Uh, it's definitely very keeping with the fifties era. Weird. Yeah. Um, and you know, Betty just looks and goes, "Poor Polly." Mm-hmm. So. Uh, now we're at school and Betty and Jughead are, they're, they're talking about like a plan to go there, go to the place and they're at lunch and Archie interrupts and is like, Hey, what are y'all talking about? And can I help? Can I help? And <laughs> Jughead says, we're going on a stealth mission. If we take the entire Scooby gang, it's not going to be good. Which is also a recognition of, you're so fucking bad at sneaking around anywhere, Absolutely. <laughs> but also, Jughead's Marcus territory. Mm. Jughead is pushing Archie out of this. Because right now, in this scene, Betty and Jughead don't care about anything. Betty is completely checked out of Archie. Yeah. And it's all, like, it's just Betty and Jughead together. They have a little look between each other. Um... And Jughead's not letting that go. Yeah. And uh, Veronica comes up, um, 
or Betty Betty first looks at, at Archie and just goes, Don't you have practice anyway? Don't you have to get ready for the variety show? And Archie basically says, No, I I'm not gonna be able to do it. And Veronica walks up and says, No, you're actually getting a chance thanks to a Veronica ex machina. Yes. Good line. Uh, and while she's saying this, okay, Val is there as well. She just hasn't said anything. Um, Veronica sits, butts herself in between Veronica or uh, between Val and Archie. So she's putting her butt right in between those two. Wow. This yeah. is, this is yeah. high. This is really high school. Yeah. So while that's going on, like, and, and, Betty Kevin, and Jughead are just making little eyes at each other. And Veronica and Veronica's, you know, I, I got you a slot there. And, uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Keller's just like, I, I compromise my artistic integrity. Yeah. Archie looks was like, you know, Veronica, I appreciate that, but you saw me up there. Kevin Keller goes, yeah, we all did. <laughs> Love you, Kevin Keller. Thank you. And um, all I just, it's like, Veronica likes Archie, and so does Valerie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Everybody's fighting over everybody. Should they just have an orgy and get it over with? No. No? No. Okay. They're teenagers. None of them know what they're doing. <laughs> that, would, that wouldn't be good for anyone. That would be a mess of awkward naked people. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we're at practice with Josie and the Pussycats, and things are tense. Josie's being very moody. Mm-hmm. And they're wearing their ears to rehearsal, which I think is really lame. It's on brand. Ooh, that comes up later. I know. Well, okay, so Val starts singing where she's not supposed to be. According to Josie. According to Josie, and then Val's like, no, that bridge was meant to have two vocals. They're fighting. And Val's like, come on, Josie, chill out. You know, it's just the variety show. It's not like something big. And Josie's like, we give 150% no matter what. And Melody, Melody's even like, guys, what the hell? Like, calm down. Okay. Leave it to the drummer to be the calm one. Okay, so this is where her being a diva is her just being a bitch. There's no other way about this. What, Josie? Josie's just being a bitch. Slow down. No, in this scene, she's just a bitch. But there are reasons. She's still being a bitch. You can be a diva and not be a complete bitch. I agree with that. Okay. And she's not always. No, she's not. Which to me means that, I, I think that's what's catching, especially like Melody off guard, who probably wouldn't, it, based on the dynamic, wouldn't say anything. They're all caught really off guard. Like, what is up with you? It doesn't matter. In this scene, Josie's being a complete bitch. I don't care what the reasons are. She's treating everyone like crap. Oh. So Val gets pissed and she quits. Yeah, she calls it. She calls her out and is like, "I don't have to deal with this when I'm when I'm working with Archie," which that legit shifts that conversation. Yeah, it was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! You either work with us or you work with Archie." There's no both. There's no both, and Val's like, "Fine." And what's interesting is right at the end of that scene, you know, Josie Josie is acting that way, but then when Val walks out the door, you see this genuine look of panic on her face. Yeah, it's not good. Well, because she she just thought I'm I'm having this control moment, and then she realizes, oh, she actually called my bluff. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Because then we'll get there. 
Mm-hmm. So Hermione's doing the books yeah. at Fred's office. And uh, Fred walks in, and the books aren't good. And I'm like, Fred is bad at business. There is three weeks until payroll will not be able to be paid. How, how do you get in that situation? <laughs> the guy seems to have, you know, a decent construction crew moving. Yeah, he's got he's got a decent crew, but... I, don't, I mean, if they don't have a ton of work... You know, and I, he th- he has a line. He says, "The last time I fired someone, it was not good." He has to be referring to firing Jughead's dad, of course. So, and it's sure. a, it's a small town, so he knows he, all the guys who work for him. He knows their families, and so that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, he he's just like, I can't let anyone go. Trust is everything. And uh, Fred's waiting to hear on the uh, the drive-in construction bid, which it, he's like, if I get that, that put us in the, bl- the black. Mm-hmm. And I plead with the buyer directly, but that's secret. So I'm going to do the next best thing and go to Mayor McCoy. Yeah, and he, he says, hey, why don't you come with me? I'll take him out to dinner. You can be my good luck charm. And uh, Hermione agrees to this. She goes, hey, let's, let's do it at my house. It's nicer. No offense. And while this conversation is happening, she puts her hand on his chest. Yes. And then they start making out. <laughs> and as they're making out... Veronica is outside, and she has brought, a, I guess, a, you know, congrats on the job, Mom, like, plant. And Veronica sees them kissing through the window. Ooh. And she's like, what the fuck? I just said, this is grown-up making out. I mean, it's not like... It could be better. It's not raunchy. It's like, oh, this is a, a passionate first kiss. That's fair. It's fine. Riverdale. Riverdale. All right. So after the cuts of black, Archie's noodling on the guitar. Mm-hmm. And Fred adorably tells Archie. That that he's he bought tickets for all the guys for uh, that on his crew the show and he was gonna go with Hermione and then he's like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Hermione to the dance with her I oh. it's like is it okay <laughs> like, it's super he's like I, it's very cute and Archie's like yeah it's fine and he's like cause I really like her and Archie's very sweet and is just like if if this is something you really want and it's gonna make you happy, you should do it. And his dad's like, oh, "Are we okay?" And he goes, "You're okay. I'm okay. Mom's okay. Like, yeah. you're good. Mom's good." There's an interesting because he says, "I'm good." He's like, "Dot dot dot good," which is to imply, "No, I'm not good." But it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's just like this. I'm freaking out about having to go play in front of the entire town. Yeah, it's just like this is nothing. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're dating my friend's mom, whatever. So, now we're in Mayor McCoy's office. Josie's panicking. Mm-hmm. That, that little moment we caught is for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And we find out that um, her dad's coming to town. And that would explain a lot of these problems. So, her dad, he's can't... We... we throughout the episode, we get a little bit more. Her, her dad is a jazz musician, and that's the big thing. And he is leaving Jazz Fest to come see her perform. Which, 
Okay, that's that's ridiculous in and of itself. Yes, it is. First of all, they perform constantly. Yeah, they perform every five seconds. So, if that's his job, then he shouldn't be. And you know, as as an artist, you really can't just leave dates to go do this thing. Especially when it's New Orleans Jazz Fest, which is what they're implying. Probably. And it, like, if that's the case, it's like that's a huge freaking deal. He would not leave. For something like that. Not likely. Um, but, it, so so he's coming, so there's a lot of pressure. Her mom says, you need to be perfect. Otherwise, I'm, because if you're not, I'm going to get blamed for it. Right. Which is weird. And Josie's complaining, you know, Val is irreplaceable. And her mom's like, no, you're irreplaceable. You're not, you're the one who's irreplaceable. Find somebody who's skinny and beautiful, but not skinnier or more beautiful than and you. And a person of color. And a person of color. Don't forget our branding. Don't disappoint. See, that's gross in and of itself. There is way too much pressure going on in this little dynamic. Also, this might just be Robin Givens. Why in the fuck does everything she say have to have a sneer or a smile behind it? I don't know, because this family's fucked up. It is, but her as an actor, like every line, there's a smile on her face as she says it. Well, because she's a shifty person. We know that. She's taking bribes from the Lodge family. Ooh. I mean, we know that's fact, so. Worst things have happened in mayoral, say, in mayoral places. Abs- Let's be very clear. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird scene. It's weirdly performed. Yeah, it's... With the exception of a few, the kids outclass the adults in a lot of ways sometimes. Mm. In a lot of different scenes. Hmm. Okay. Um, Veronica confronts Hermione. She, well, Hermione comes home, Veronica's waiting for her, and the first thing she asks her is, are you going to leave Dad when he gets... and... Hermione's just like, what would make you say that? Where did that came, come out from? Veronica's just like, caught, saw it, caught you and Fred. Oh. And, <clears throat> it, okay, Veronica has every right to be upset. Yes. Um, if she, especially if, if Hermione does plan to leave her father, um, that's something that Veronica should be aware of. Well, so... There, there's also this sense of you know we saw this in the first episode, she's, she's not excited about who her dad is, but she she's, n- she's ex- never she... been given the impression that he was a bad guy. She defended him along with her family. She doesn't have all the information, which is fair because mm-hmm. she is a child. And all sixteen. It's so weird. <laughs> and it's fair to assume that when they left New York. Hermione didn't hadn't made any decisions about whether or not she was going to leave Hiram. Right. Okay, that's fair. Well, at least to Veronica's yeah. knowledge. Yeah. And they and... had probably spent the entire trial defending him, standing up for him. Well, they left because he didn't. I thought didn't they leave because they didn't want him. They didn't want them to be in town for the trial. I don't know. Oh. Has he no, already been I... like convicted and everything? He's it's been only convicted. been three he's months. In, he's in jail. Okay, well, they would hold him in jail. No, I mean, he's... But no. I, my understanding is he's in, like, prison prison. Okay, well, whatever. Running things from prison. Well, we know that. Okay, anyways, it's fair that Veronica is mad. It's fair that if 
that Hermione may have only recently made this decision. Um, but either way, Hermione is not handling it well. I decided last episode that she was abusing Fred, and I feel like this episode is just more proof of that. I won't dispute that that is a possibility. Okay. I will also say that it's entirely possible that she could just be confused as fuck and not know what she's doing with Fred. Which is still bad. She 100% knows what she's doing with Fred. I don't know that she knows what her end game with him is. Well, so you think there's no possibility that she wants to be with him? I think she wants to be with somebody. Uh-huh. Because she does, she is not a woman who is used to being single. And while this is a small town and he is not a wealthy man, he is a respectable man in the community. (laughs) Are you defending your boyfriend? Kind (laughs) of. But, I mean, it doesn't have, it's not because it's Luke Perry. But let's be very clear. I love Luke Perry in the show. And we love Fred Andrews. He's amazing. He is He's the best parent. <laughs> I of I, the parents. He's I the best one. I don't know why. I give her the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Okay. I I, I you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> I, I still feel like I, I feel like her it's problematic, but I feel like for her it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think that complication honestly, you know what's complicated about it is we know nothing about Hiram Lodge. That's true. I think that's my thing with it. And we also don't... I, I wrote it later, but I was like, oh, no. I Where is Archie's mom? What happened? Why, did, why are they separated? I know, right? So, like, there's some more context that we don't get. I, I feel like... And I, that is one thing that I think is a problem with this show. They want to piecemeal information all the time. Pacing of revelations is a very, very delicate thing to deal with. And yes, and it's almost always feels backwards. So, and it's funny. So, I, oddly enough, that brings up like the Twin Peaks thing. Yeah. Of, but one of the one of the biggest criticisms of Twin Peaks is that basically the whole mystery that the thing revolves around mm-hmm. is kind of revealed at the end of season one. And and that was because that was made as a strategic decision because they thought they weren't going to have a second season. No, that's that's fine. But well, so I only bring that up in are they deliberately slow playing this because they think they they don't want to reveal everything too soon, which is just like one of the most interesting things you could do is reveal everything and then have to backpedal out of that into what's the stakes out of that story. No, my problem is they always give us something that only makes sense later, but it's not later in the same episode. Yeah. Like, the first time we met Josie, and she was way intense, and you're like, what the hell? And then in the next episode, when she's working with Archie, and she gets the whole thing about, you want to know why we're called pussycats? That gave some framework and some understanding to why she behaved that way. It's fine. But it doesn't excuse the fact that that is a ridiculous choice for somebody. It's like... There's... I'm trying... How do I want to phrase this? It reminds me a lot of Glee. 
Well, I know. I, there's a reason. I know the creator was one of the people who worked on Glee. Yeah. But the problem with Glee was that there was no fucking showrunner, mm-hmm. which is classic Ryan Murphy. He cre- he he he's a great creator. I will give him lots of accolades for that. But he does not know how to run a show. And he does not hire people who know how to run a show. This probably also falls on Brad Falchuk, who is his producing partner. So they don't know. They can create shows, but they're not allowed to be involved with them after the go because they screw it up. Let me pause on an alternative theory, which Mm -hmm. is that they are revealing character storylines in the same way that they would major plot revelations in a mystery if you're saying that you know they they bring okay, up that's, that's they a... bring up a character trait that they don't explain for two episodes later, mm-hmm. that's something you would do with a plot mystery twist. That makes more that I okay I like that explanation, but well, it's I'm, not it, what I'm, it's being overused and, exactly, and then it's being used poorly. Well, you shouldn't. It's it's like they somehow thought, oh well, we have to do it this way because it's a mystery, and it's like, yeah. no, not with your characters. You don't you don't no. piecemeal it when it comes to how we're going to learn about these people. And I, I don't have a problem with people uh, changing or evolving, but it has to make sense. Yeah. Okay. So one more thing about the scene: Veronica's outfit is ridiculous. She's wearing a mustard shell, a leopard. <laughs> <laughs> mini skirt and thigh high boots and pearls. Now she looks like a high class hooker from the eighties. No, she she looks she she does not look like an actual sex worker. Kinda, I said in the eighties. No, she looks like somebody who would be at a party doing blow, but that too. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Well, that's almost all of her costume. She's worn a few things. I thought, oh, that's cute. But can we quit it with the heels and high school crap? You're in upstate New York. No. We don't... Veronica never dressed like that in the comics. Yeah, she did. Really? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I I don't remember high heels as often. I know they were there. And the coloring is 100% comics. Like, absolutely for Veronica. That's fine. The pearls. I don't care. But it's just a bit too far. Okay, we can, we can leave that scene alone. Archie and Val are playing guitar. They are making googly eyes. Yes, they actually sound pretty good together. And then the song ends and whoo, they're just staring at each other. Yeah. And Archie's into it too. Yeah, he's like, alright. I, I damn, they need to kiss is what I put there. Yeah. And then Veronica walks in and is like, um... Not to be that girl, <laughs> except she's totally being that girl. Yeah, she's pissed. She's allowed to be pissed here too. Uh huh. So Archie, Archie puts foot in mouth. Um, you know, he's like, "Well, Val's not playing with the pussy cats. Pussy cats, and you were just doing it as a favor to me. So, and you, you were just gonna do it as a favor to me. <sighs> she calls this is a classic dumb boy moment of. If you if you just this is put a dumb it, anybody moment. Well, but okay, it's made worse by the fact that he's made googly eyes of both these girls. <laughs> um, I I always go to this. Context clues are not necessarily teenage boys' strong suit, mm-hmm. and so reading the room is uh, not always a pleasant thing. So 
in terms of matter-of-fact truth, Archie's not wrong about anything he's saying. And he's <laughs> and there's no malice in how he's saying it. No. The problem is, is that he cannot see that there are two girls. <laughs> well, yeah. one girl very upset, and one girl who is very, very awkwardly put in a position. Yeah, uh, Veronica calls him a ginger Judas. Yay. Um, and then she says something about, you know, I caught our parents kissing. And Archie's like, yeah. So he's like, you know, he's like, well, I thought okay. they were both into each other. I thought they were both into each other. And at this point, they cut to Val, and Val's like, um, maybe I should go. Yeah, Archie's <laughs> just digging his own grave here because... Veronica says, but they're both married, and Archie's like, my parents are separating, and your dad's incarcerated. <laughs> that is not the point. Yeah, it's it's not good. So then he she leaves. She storms out, and Goes. he's... And, and, it was like, he's incarcerated. That is not the point. You're right, you're right, I'm sorry. I. He tries to apologize, it ain't happening. Veronica storms in to Josie and Melody... And she says, I've, it's like, your search for a new pussycat is over. I've got a lot of aggression that needs channeling into something positive. I can sing. <laughs> yeah. And down the hallway, we get a, a kick-ass little tune as Veronica is a pussycat. She puts on the ears. They're walking down the hallway. Everyone sees it. It's a nice little fuck you moment. And she stares right at Archie and Val. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah. And now things get weird. So, Betty and Jughead show up at the... Sister, whatever. Sisters of... Is it the Sisters of Mercy? Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Sisters of Quiet Mercy. And Jughead says, don't judge a home by it for troubled use by its facade. <laughs> He's trying to, like, lighten the mood. There's nothing to do it. I like how, right before they walk in, Betty pulls her ponytail tight. Yes, she pulls her ponytail tight. Like, let's do this! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really cute. Um... So, so they, Betty goes to find Polly. Mm -hmm. Everything is icy blue filtered on the camera because yeah. we're having a very creepy, weird moment. So everything has to be in blue filter. It's dark and dank. It's like a high schooler made the show, too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and then, well, like you get to gloat, don't you? So okay, last okay, week... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, before we get to this... So they have to check in, and they right. ask for ID. Somebody gives them their ID, and so they talk about, okay, it's silent reflection time. Well, Jughead and, and Jughead can't go in, which makes sense. Yeah, okay. They stand there, and, and she goes, he'll have to wait here. So Jughead can't go in, oh, yeah, which is right, because he's not family. He's not family, and he's a boy. Oh. I bet that's the other part of it. Convent. Um, and... They say, okay, so it's it's quiet reflection time, and Polly usually spends it in the Garden of Deliverance. And they take her by her, Polly's room, and it's really a sad, depressing room. Yes. And so then they go out to the Garden of Deliverance. Jeez. And they see each other, and they hug, and then we see that <gasps> Polly's pregnant! And it's with Jason's baby! And I am so smart! Do my smart little me dance! So a couple of things. Okay. One, mm -hmm. I'm still not firmly convinced she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm also not firmly convinced that it's Jason's baby. Mm -hmm. Because of how weird she acts mm -hmm. through the rest of this. Because mm -hmm. Polly is also defo, not right in the head. Correct. I agree. It's that statement for sure. So, I agree that you're calling these shots like crazy. And 
I may be giving this show more credit than it's worth mm -hmm. by coming up with those theories. Mm -hmm. Because if we were watching like an HBO murder mystery show, mm -hmm. we were if this was like a season of True Detective, mm -hmm. I was like, that wouldn't be his baby or this may be hysterical pregnancy. <laughs> okay. So, so, so I I wanna I wanna put that out there as a as a kernel of okay. an idea. Okay. So first of all, she's dressed exactly like the midwives from the show called The Midwife. Except for the stupid hat. That's a that's just a fact. They're that's rich. their uniform? Basically. Well, I mean, but it, that's the uniform for the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Well, because all the girls are the, dressed that way. That's they're the patients. But yes, they they all look like they're dressed like the midwives from Call the Midwife. Okay. So it's just a funny thing that I noticed that. Um, I hate the music in the scene. It's really really bad. Um, Polly is very manic in this scene. Yes. Um, and the way she arranges her facial expressions um, when she's talking to Betty, particularly when she finds out that Jason's dead, because she didn't know that, because her mom did not tell them, because her mom's a big, big, fat, fatty, fat liar. Well, let's, let's back. Okay, but, but. Get this out, and then let's actually explain yeah, well, what she says. Okay, so her face, the way she's talking, it reminds me of the way that people act when they are pretending to be blind. They're trying to not direct their eyes directly what they're looking at. And it's just that it was the, she's definitely very manic. She's manic. Yeah. Well, she's, so it, it would be easy enough to, to look at that and be like, this kind of looks like bipolar. She's okay. She's manic, definitely so. has a mental disorder. Yes. Um, and I don't, I, and, and I do not believe this is a hysterical pregnancy. I would agree with that too. I, I can almost guarantee you because this might explain why her parents kept them, tried to separate them more when they were little. Like, oh, mom says I can't. That Polly has some sort of mental disorder they've known about for a while. It has been made worse by the pregnancy because she probably can't take her medication. Mm. If it is something like bipolar or schizophrenia, a lot of those um, diagnoses, those people do not stay on their meds typically. And it can be very harmful to a baby while pregnant. Yeah. A lot of those meds. Not all, but some. So that might explain the extra level of crazy. So I don't think it's hysterical pregnancy because there is no way if it was a hysterical pregnancy that they and, and her, her belly was fake that the nuns would allow that to be happening. That's fair. I don't in any in any institution would they allow that. So I wonder if it is actually Jason's baby though, or if it's somebody else's baby, because we talk about and that would make sense with if she was bipolar, because mm -hmm. that would mean she, you know, we hear about Polly was with a lot of guys and there's drugs, and I'm like, oh, that might explain if she was with a lot of different guys, it might not be Jason's. Well, true but that would also explain if she she might think it's jason's because she's in love with him um and she may not really know she may just put two and together but that would also explain why the second entry in the book in the the playbook says feelings. oh for feelings yeah so um i don't know it's weird so let okay so let's actually talk about what they say in polly the polly explains her side of the story mm -hmm. and it she says that mom and dad hated that she was dating jason and, and the Blossoms hated that he was dating a Cooper. And so and the Blossoms forced them to break up. 
but she told him about the baby and he was so happy that he was going to run away with me and start a new life. This is where it might be going off the rails. A little, yes. It, well, and going off the rails in terms of sh that may not be true. <laughs> she may think that's true, but mm -hmm. that might not be. Okay. Though she's saying she was talking to him about it. Okay, and then she said that on the 4th of July I packed a bag and I was going to meet um, Jason. But mom and dad figured it out. Mom and dad figured it out. And uh, when I came downstairs, I saw a lady I'd never met, and they pulled me into a van. Yep. And then that's when she looks at Betty and says, will you, you know... Will you tell Jason? Does he know where I am? Does Jason know where I am? Will you get him a message? And Betty's like, Jason... He knows that I'm here. I can fix this. I can go meet him. There's a car at Route 40. Past the maple sign. Mm -hmm. See, I remembered. See, I remembered. And <laughs> that's what makes it seem like some something about her story is off. And also, so we flip we flip back. First of all, let's not discount the fact that I don't know that the actress is doing a great job. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know that the actress is doing a really good job of portraying any real disorder. Though I do like that they weren't trying to go like absolutely insane with it. Yeah. But you know, we could always take a cue from Carrie in Homeland. You ever wanna you ever wanna do bipolar disorder, you can just watch Claire Danes. Because that really was fucking job. incredible. I've known people she, with bipolar disorder and that's She earned she earned that Emmy on that one. I think she got several. Um but I don't know, we I'll get to it later because there's there's other little clues that say that this story might not be 100% true. We, I don't... Regardless, Betty Betty doesn't say anything, but indicates in everything that he got, he's dead. Jason's dead. And Polly puts two and two together and figures it out. Mm -hmm. And then I put in the scene, I was just like, I'm not buying it. And I was like, why can nobody match Betty in a scene? Betty's just better than everybody on this show. I swear, every scene she's Nation in... Nation Amen is way better than her in any scene. Let's be clear. Her mom? Yeah. yeah. Her mom. <laughs> it's, she's great. Um, Those that That is when some of the best dynamics happen. But in almost every other scene, it's like, you're the best actress in the room right now. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, Polly's just like, I want to escape. You have to help me escape. And then the woman who checked in Betty says you have to come you have to you have to go now which mm -hmm. takes her back into the building well we, we cut we cut and we see that Alice Cooper is there well we're not there yet yeah we are no because we cut and oh you're right I'm sorry we're adjusting the pussycats practice sorry <laughs> so they're doing Donna Summer I feel good. I'll get into this later. <laughs> it's such a bad song to do. Um, but Veronica is texting <laughs> while oh, they're yeah. performing. <laughs> and Josie turns around and is like, um, I'm sorry, Duchess. Is our practice inter interrupting your texting? Mm -hmm. And Veronica's like, I'm sorry. I'm just really stressed out. Oh, poor little rich girl. My dad is getting jazz fest to be here. And Veronica just unleashes. At least your dad can come. I haven't seen my dad in three months. But like, you can tell this is real. This is raw. This is some of the best two seconds of acting I've seen out of that actress. Hmm. And um, and she, she starts to rail and then she's, you know what? Doesn't matter. You don't care and it's not important. 
Mm-hmm. And Josie looks at her, sees it, and goes, I'm, I'm sorry about your dad. Mm-hmm. Josie cares. Like, I, I like that about her, is that as we've seen the episodes going along, you're like, Josie's not completely heartless. No, she is sympathizing. She sympathizes with the fact that there is a weird, messed up dynamic going on in Veronica's home because she's cl- she's definitely feeling that. And also, Veronica's dad's not home. He's not there. And Josie definitely understands that feeling. It's a different circumstance, but she understands, like, my dad's not home either. Yeah. So that's that's fair. Um, okay, so then we get the next... Archie this, and Val are yeah, performing. Val. Sounds good. Um... You know, they, they sound good, but Archie's starting to play. It's kind of improvising a little bit. And Val's like, are you going to do, do that on the day? Because, like, I need to know. Yeah. He's like, no, we'll be on the same page. What's going on? And Val's like, you know, I'm taking a risk, too, here. She's also used to a more stringent rehearsal process. Well. And she's, she's, she's used to more intensity. And Archie's, you know... Not that he doesn't care, but yeah. he's just not as. Uh... Well, good musicians, you can't you can't just improv without letting your letting the other person know you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then you know Val kind of opens up about how the Pussycat started, how they were practicing in the back of the record shop, and you know that it it's it's been her whole artistic life with those three. She found her voice with them, is mm-hmm. what she says, and and so this is hard. This yeah, is, this is hard for her. And now... Okay, and now we get to... We're, Betty's Betty's in her room. She can't get a cell phone signal. She's trying to call Jughead and can't do it. And then, and then Alice we'll... walks in. Yeah. And so they're walking down the hallway. She's like, what do you think I wasn't going to know? I pay the sisters good money to tell me if anybody comes to visit Polly. Mm-hmm. And they're walking down the hall and Alice and Polly see each other. Yeah, and... Polly starts screaming at Alice for not telling her about Jason and and Alice kind of gets like heartbroken mm-hmm. like cause she, like it's also that like my daughter is sick and I've hurt her um, like and it's it's almost like her mom's like oh I've made it worse mm-hmm. like some like this is gonna this is gonna yeah it's not good baby it's for your own good yeah. and this is this is one of those clues to me that's like. No, there is something really there is bad something with her, wrong with and she knows that as a mom, which is why she's not, you know, which is why she's so not she's... exasperated or her normal Alice Cooper self. She is very much like, oh no, <laughs> because it's it's that it's that weariness and that upset. She's using that. She's she's reverting into this. Um, uh, gentle voice, like mom, like nice mom voice Which that we never hear her, her the way is. she talks about it. So clearly, she understands that her words can do real harm to Polly. Like she's trying to like back it off. Which also uh, is consistent with the fact that when Betty told Cheryl, or not Cheryl, uh, Veronica, you know, my mom broke Polly. Yeah. So there's also the other dynamic that. Alice probably knows that and is like, I'm the reason my daughter's broken, or my, I'm the reason why my daughter is in this home. So there's probably that. Yeah. And uh, now we're having an awkward dinner at Hermione's house, and we meet Miles. He's a dick. Do we have to say anything more about him? He is condescending. He's a pretentious asshole. Um, he's a whore, like, ugh. 
We learned about Josie. We're not going to talk that much about him. I just... That's all you need to know. He's an ass. He, um... His... That... The McCoy marriage is not good. No. It's very tense. And he clear... Okay. And I think part of the reason there's... uh, I I could just be reading into this or I've watched way too much television, which we've already confirmed as a fact. Um... (laughs) I believe he thinks his wife's job is to make their child a success. And she's a mayor, but she's had to bribe people. Like, she's had to, to do some some untoward things to become mayor. So clearly she doesn't want to just be, you know, successful mom. So there's clearly a dynamic problem there. And... The other issue is he does not respect pop music at all. No. His daughter has actual talent. She wants to make her dad proud um, because she has inherited a musical talent. It's just not going in the same direction. And he's just one of those guys who's like, it's my way or nothing. Everything else is shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we find out that Josie's real name is Josephine. She was named for Josephine Baker. Which 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 she is really embarrassed about. Because Archie says, like, I didn't know that was your real name. And she's just like... Mm. Oh, and Ma's like, you don't even know who I'm talking about, do you? Which is, like, rude. Except that that might be true I mean, after we hear something later in yeah, this episode. Archie probably doesn't, but it's... The way he talks about it, like... And it really... It, it, this is one of those things where it's... He's got, he's got an issue, and he's making... He's one of those guys who's making everything about race. Whoa. He is. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. I, I, that's the way this guy is acting. You went there. I did. I did, but... I don't think it's so much that. I I don't think he's making everything about race. What I think he's doing is making everything about him. Well, yes. And so he'll use whatever tactic he needs to, mm-hmm. to do that. Um, because it, race, it, it, it sort of gets floated around the edges, but it doesn't come up that much. It does a little bit later in the it, scene. It does again with him specifically, um, but even then, that, it, it, it's a little it's a little weird to go that far with. Here's it. here's the thing: if he brings this level of intensity with no context, just like we had the first episode with Josie, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you just being this way? It's too, it's they've turned the volume up on him too much. Well, and that's also <laughs> fault of the writers. Um, yeah. So Hermione wisely interrupts the scene. Fred, Fred tries to awkwardly butt in and be like, you know, it's just about the kids having fun, right? And Hermione's yeah. like, hey, we've got that presentation. You want to go ahead and get that started? And Fred's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. As he side eyes Miles as he gets up. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty's in her room with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Dad's like, did you find what you were looking for? No, Dad. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, You had a motive. And she and Betty flat out asks her dad if he killed killed Jason. Well, first first it's like, you know, you weren't at the drive-in when Mom and Terry put Mrs. Grundy on on trial. So, were you... (laughs) And Betty does not know that her dad did in fact steal the shirt. Did you steal the case files? He won't come clean. Yeah, he hasn't said anything. Um, and then it was like, did you kill it? And boy, howdy, Mitch and Amick. She, she you start, hear it's, she's this you, noise and her, her shoulders shaking and they've, she's, she's got her head down and she's her hair's been in crying. her face. She's been crying part of this and, time. And drinking. 
But then she starts laughing. And she's like, you think he has the stomach for that? Forget that. The first line is, him? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And Hal's just like, honey. I was like, no. He didn't kill your sister. He didn't kill Jason. Yeah. Uh, You are sounding crazy. Crazy like your sister. And Betty, just like, she's not crazy. And her dad is like, no. She's depressed and delusional. Did you actually believe her story? Yeah. Which, I, you can't believe what he's saying. And I'm just like, well, everyone is so fucking bad at lying in this show. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's part of that character trait thing of like, you don't have to tell me why he lied. You don't have to tell me how he lied. But you do need to tell me that he lied. Because otherwise, I think it's one of the worst acting performances I've ever seen. And, and we... This this guy's been around for a long time. He's he's got some performance skills. So just tell us that he's lying. Yeah. Um this okay, so I uh prediction for future Riverdale, Hal's gonna leave Alice. Or Alice is gonna kill Hal. One of those things is gonna happen. Or Hal's Also Or Hal murdered Jason. Okay. So, thing that occurred to me when I was re-listening to one of our, ep- our, our previous episodes. Uh, so, the last episode, we had that scene where Clifford and Hal were arguing, and Clifford said, we don't want to get a DUI now, do we? To Hal. Yeah. Betty's mom got a DUI. Probably. Guarantee you, because in episode three, she was getting really drunk at the Taste of Riverdale. I was like, she's the one with the drinking problem. Yeah. I bet you she has a DUI. Okay, sorry. Who knows? Um, and so, you know, there's this whole exchange of, I, what does Betty say before she says, where are your parents? Uh, I don't know. But, you know, she's like, the reason we don't, you don't have to believe that it's the truth. We're your parents. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? How is that an argument to your daughter who loves her sister and just wants to know what the fuck is going on? Parents are flawed human beings. Okay, it's just a fact. Fred, so Fred's pitching for the construction job, and Miles calls him a dollar-changing gentrifier. Yeah, and so that's where that's where the race thing comes in. Except that again, I, I I think it's I think it's a little much to call him to call it being about race so much as it is that he's willing to just use any argument to be right he is using that as an as an argument yes and so that that's that's and uh and uh josie's mom what is her name dang it mayor mccoy just looks mayor mccoy just looks and goes you know fred is a real man in the real world a real businessman. A real businessman in the real world. Yeah. So she's like, I, I would love to offer you the contract, but the buyer is already pursuing a construction group. And it takes two uh, signatures from the shareholders to change it. Yep. And so Fred's disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some dad talk with Veronica and Josie. That pops. You know, pops. Um, and, um, Josie kind of asked, what's going on? Josie's, you know, bitching about her dad. Because he's an asshole. And Veronica's just like, I caught my mom and Fred Andrews in an intimate moment. Which makes it sound like they were having sex. <laughs> exactly. But it was just a kiss. She's like, I, I caught them. Like, 
It's one of those just things. Just say, like, I caught him making out. And it's it's just like the sex stuff thing with Essel Muggs. It's like, just say words. Oh, say lines. the actual so, words. I would be interested to see if this, if this episode specifically was written by somebody else. Because the lines are bad. Dollar-changing gentrifier is not something any human being actually says. Ever. Yeah. Nor is intimate moment in reference to two people making out. Like, if they had actually been having sex, it would have been funny for her to say, in an intimate moment. Maybe they were having sex, and that's the implication. But they were not. Well, I mean, like, we don't know what happened after that. They could have had sex, but that's not what Veronica saw. She saw them kissing, so that's what's stupid. Whatever. And And Veronica then just lays it out. It's like, you know, I just, every day, I think about my dad coming home, and then everything can just go back to normal. And that's reasonable. Yeah. And Josie's alarm's like, I know dysfunctional families. But maybe there's another side of the story. Mm-hmm. Maybe cool. worth finding mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And so, it's so decent it's, advice. It's a little seed to plant for later. Yeah, so, I, so I, I think that helps with, like, Josie knows her mom is really super intense, like, more than she needs to be, but she knows her mom's that way because of her dad. Exactly. Like, her, all roads lead to dad being crazy. Well, and, yeah, it's like, what do you not... It, it's also foreshadowing of the highest degree. I think Josie's going to develop an eating disorder. <laughs> okay. That's out of nowhere. Because her mom made, kept, made the comment about skinniest and most beautiful. I could see that happening. I could see that becoming like a coping mechanism for her. So Archie asks his dad, will you be mad if I fuck up? And and Fred says, you know, even if you kill it or you or you bomb like Electric Dylan at a folk concert. And Archie goes, I don't, I don't know, I don't know I don't what you're talking about, Dad. <laughs> Lovely moment. Love it. If and it were, if and it totally were... fair, because kids who are 16 today probably don't know what that was referenced to. Yeah, they might know who Bob Dylan is, but... They don't know about the whole... The Electric... The Electric at Newport, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, if it were two other actors, I don't know if it had been pulled off as good. No. Those two actually make... That's a corny joke. And those two right. actually pull it off pretty well. Yes. And, those, and I, it was like, no, okay? I, I, I am not going to hate you if you I'm going to be proud of you. And I was Any like, show. Aw. And I was like, oh, it's nice to remember that these kids are supposed to be 16. Again, these are two actors who are perfectly matched... Just like Betty and her mom. They've right? got great chemistry. Perfect, perfect casting, together. which is good because those relationships need to be yes. tight. So Hermione asks um, Veronica to sign the contract to Fred Andrews. They get I, I skipped way ahead. We, uh, we get to we get to the lodge house. The lodge house. And Hermione walks in with papers that are clearly legal papers, and Veronica freaks out those divorce papers. And she's she's getting ready to be like, Mama, I, I want to talk to you. Yeah. But she's got these papers, and she was like, no, um, when your dad went to jail, we made you a corporate officer. Surprise! So, we need you to sign so I can give this contract to Fred Andrews. And Veronica's like, so, I was gonna apologize to you, but... No, no, she says, if I sign this, will you stop seeing Fred Andrews? Mm-hmm. And Hermione says, I can't do that. And she says, I was gonna apologize to you. No. And leaves. Veronica has power now. She has a little bit of power, which makes no fucking sense. She's not 18. How is that legal? It's not. Okay. It's in no way legal. A a minor cannot sign a binding legal agreement as a corporate officer of anything. Unless they have been emancipated. 
Well, even then... They would have to have had legal emancipation. And then they would have to be signed... I don't... Ugh. Exactly. Oh Makes no God. sense, but then Hermione signs for Veronica. I she do stuff in name. corporate law. This is not good. I know. This is really, really bad. Oh. Um, Veronica very... Not Veronica. Um, Hermione signs Veronica's name, and she's pissed. That is a woman who does not like being told no. Mm-hmm. Or what to do. Yeah. Or what not to do. <laughs> so Val's playing their song in, uh, in one of the classrooms. Probably the music room, where he got busy with Grundy. Mm-hmm. It's so nice she hasn't been in two episodes and we just don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. It's like it never happened. Um Archie Archie's like, sounds perfect and she and Val just looks at him and smiles and is like, We wrote a good song. I was like, Oh And and then Archie says, I can't wait to sing it with you in public, but it's not gonna be tonight. I can't be the guy who breaks up the Beatles. Which is, which is a good <laughs> it's a good line. It's um, like you're gonna be a pussycat forever. That's who you are, that's in you. I was like, you know, and her dad being here, and she's like, wait. Miles is here? And he's like, yeah. She's like, that's why she's been acting like such a Catzilla. Yeah. (laughs) Again, a stupid line. But she plays it pretty good. She plays it good that she's the only person who can say that. Of course. It could not have come from anybody else. Um, And she's like, well, what about you, Archie? And he he says, I was born alone. I'll die alone. I'll sing alone. (laughs) Which is the stupid life. What the fuck does that mean? But here's the thing. The actor does it with this stupid cheesy smirk and that's the only way it's sold. I was born alone I'll die alone. I swear to God our six year old's (laughs) gonna say something like that. She's gonna, that's the type of shit she would say. Yeah but a 16 year old wouldn't because they'd be so self conscious about how dumb it sounds. I don't know. Uh, That is not again it's not something anyone normal says in real life. So Archie's gonna gonna sing alone. <laughs> He's gonna do it. <sighs> oh, oh wow! And then, and then we cut to Betty's. Betty's at home. I guess she's, she's probably grounded at this she's point. She's probably locked. And in uh, Jughead come to the comes window. Comes up a ladder, and it's Clarissa and explains it all. And he says, "Hey there, Juliet. Nurse off duty," <laughs> which is funny for a lot of reasons. It's a it's Romeo and Juliet reference. It's also a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest reference. I know. Which is very accurate. Here. But it's also totally Clarissa explains it all. That's all I could think of when I see the, the ladder shows up and Jughead climbs up. It's like, oh, Yeah. I miss Clarissa. And then they, he comes in and they ch- they're they talking for a little bit. But he's like, my parents are crazy. They're just crazy. And I don't... What if Polly was crazy? What if I am crazy? And Jughead's like, you're not crazy. They're parents. Of course they're crazy. And then Jughead kisses her. Squeak! It's, it's so oh, cute. It's adorable, and I love it. Yep. And side note, those those actors are dating in real life. So good stuff. It's very cute. And then as they're kissing, as well, they they get done kissing. They they're ki- having they their ki- they, lingering they have moment. Them, and then Betty pulls away. It's like the car. And Jughead's like, "That's what you're thinking about in our moment." Well, he's smiling because he knows. He, he, he gets it. Yeah. Um, so th- she's like, we have to find the car. The, ca- could, the car on Route 40, she remembers it. She's like, it'll prove Polly's story. And, and Jughead says, either way. And Betty just looks at him and goes, I need to know, Jughead. Yeah. She's like, if she's totally crazy, that's fine. I just need to know. Yeah. So Kevin Keller's hosting the variety show. <sighs> what? 
Okay, so they show us this auditorium and there's a stage and the background is this big pussy cat out loud. <laughs> well, they're headlining. That's, okay. This would not happen in a high school. That outline should be of a bulldog. Because that just happens to be there. These girls don't have a backdrop for the school variety show. Mm. And you're making everybody else perform in front of some... It's just, it's bad form. We don't know how much money or access Miles has to things like that, though. It's fair, so. but still, that shouldn't have happened. That wouldn't. I don't, I don't think Kevin, Ke Kevin Keller would not uh, ruin his integrity that much. I don't know what's Josie and the Pussycats. Eh, whatever. So, um... It made me mad. <laughs> so, Val, Val goes and talks her way back into the band. Oh, yes, during our CoverGirl commercial. That <laughs> <laughs> was nice makeup placement. Oh, it's it's not even nice. Because, okay, uh, Josie's putting on mascara. And then they literally zoom in. Oh, they rack focus right on the, the cover girl. It's not even, it's not even remotely subtle. Look, we I, get it, cover girl. You're paying for the show. So let me say this. I didn't see it until the second viewing. Mostly because oh. I didn't care. And, like, you know what? Who cares? That's how these shows get made. That's that's the only way that these shows get made anymore. It, if it, the show's good, I will leave it alone. Here's what I'll say. When we saw it in the other episode with the lipstick, uh -huh. it was fine because what they were zeroing in on was the not shade. was was not the shade. It wasn't that it was lipstick. They were focusing on mom grabbing a makeup wipe. That right. made sense. Well, it, product placement is hard, guys. It's hard to do. It's not. It can be. And besides, here's the thing: it's it's literally a second and a half. And then they cut away and back to the scene. So, okay, but, oh, okay, but there is one line here that is not forgivable and that is so <laughs> well, bad. Well, so, I mean, you know, she's like, I'm not seeing you with Archie. I know your dad's here. Josie's like, well, would that have made a difference? Of course it would have made a difference. Mm -hmm. Like, like clearly Val knows what's up with Miles. She it's knows like, what the yeah. dynamic is. She, and, and they are friends. Um, and so Josie rolls her eyes and was like, and then she says, There's always room for one more kitty in my litter box. That sounds so disgusting. <laughs> that sounds like some gross porno line. It is so bad. Scratching post, which is still bad. But at least it's not about poop. Yeah, like Litter boxes are where cats poop. She could, even if she said, like, I can only, there's always one more, more one, uh, one more kitty um, in my litter. She left litter. Litter is, is, a, is a group of cats. Of kittens. Even that. But you add box. And it's like, what is wrong with you people? Feces. Yeah. Whatever. Right. So then they perform. They're wearing the they're wearing costumes that look like the, the ones in the comic books, which are actually kind of cute. Oh, and um, Val gets more singing time. Yes. Oh, yes. She negotiates. She's like, I want to be able to sing more. Bone on the bridge. <laughs> um, um, okay, so, yeah. so this is where we get into "I Feel Loved" by Donna Summer, um, which is a horrible rendition. It's horrible. Oh no, that's not the one. There's, there's the sex song is the. So I, I kept thinking like this is such a horrible sex song, and it is. It's a disco coke sex song. Mm -hmm. But the one that was really bad was "Love to Love You, Baby," which yeah. is like fourteen, which is like twenty minutes of her making orgasm noises. Mm -hmm. That's that entire song. Yeah. This is a bad rendition 
partially because it sounds exactly like the same damn song. Yeah, there's nothing like new weird about beats it. Underneath it, it well, that's the Giorgio Moroder. It's the it's the Italian okay. disco production. I get it. It's the exact same thing. Um, Veronica has no fucking moves whatsoever. Echo cannot dance. No, Val, like Val is getting with it, swaying with the keyboards there, yep. and and you know getting her hips Josie. into it. Josie's looking real sexy, which is problematic because they're sixteen. Whatever. And Veronica has uh, nothing. Yeah, she's... And I'm firmly convinced. It sounds like the other girls, like, I do think they were recorded over. I don't know that she can sing. Josie? No, the actress playing Veronica. I don't care. It's bad. She's not doing great. She can't perform that well in that that fashion. I don't know. She's got good moments, though. Betty and Jughead are super sleuths. They find the car. In the rain. Which, this is when the song actually works. Yes, That's the it does. one time it works, is when they're in the rain finding this car. Yes. It hits at just the right moment. And they open up the trunk, they find Jason's coat, and they find drugs. Yeah, they find drugs. And as soon as Jughead touches it... Uh, Betty says, wait, this is all evidence. Uh, so Jughead starts taking... And he uh, starts freaking out. He and... starts taking... He's like, this whole car is a crime scene. Uh, and he starts taking pictures. Yes. Which is good. Um, and then we zoom out and somebody is watching them mm-hmm. because we see the outside of the car and the lights flashing in it. And so somebody's watching them. Um, and I also need to say, okay, Jughead looks really cute in this scene, <laughs> but it's because of his hair. They need to tone down the sharpness of his hair color. Well, and it's it was... too flat. So, and the reason for that, I think is because it's raining. Yes. And so they're wet. So it's wet. So his hair had different, had different, the color had some depth. Yeah. It's the same problem they had with Archie's hair color in the first episode. It was just weird and off for the actor. And Cole Sprouse is a very pale kid. And I'm fine with him having jet black hair, but it's got to have some tone to it. Yeah. Um, so, cause it looks, it looks not great. So anyway, they're like, we got to go get Sheriff Keller and then we have to go get Polly. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm going to go back to the, the performance of the Pussycats. The guy in front of Miles is way too into this. And Miles is pissed. But I, I have to talk about this guy. The guy in the green sweater. Go back and watch it. it. This guy it. is like, mm, mm-hmm, mm, like staring at him, getting his head into it, kind of half biting it. I was like, you're like getting into the groove. Not only just getting into the groove, but you are leering at those girls up way too much, mm-hmm. my friend. This is high school. Tone it down. Miles is pissed, he storms out, whatever. Goodbye. And, and Josie is devastated. Yes. Like, cause she, this is happening while she's performing, and she can see it. And she's just trying to keep it together. She turns, But she turns around, and here's the one thing. Everybody else is clapping. Yes. Everybody else loves it. And she smiles, and I know that some of that's the performance smile before she storms mm-hmm. off and is upset, but there's also this half other moment of, like, screw up. Yeah. There's a little bit of a recognition of, like, everybody else loves it. Yeah, but it's just, it's that thing of, she just wants her dad to validate her work. Mm-hmm. I know. And it doesn't matter, because the one person who matters is not doing it. But I just said, yeah, fuck your dad. Which is kind of nice when we get to the next performer. Fuck your dad. Uh, Kevin Keller comes out. <laughs> this is he's, so great. He's wearing the best tuxedo in the universe. Oh, but his line. Oh, but his line. He says, Josie and the Pussy Chats. Long tails and ears for hats. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing, I, can, I want to say his suit was purple, 
but I could be wrong. But he is wearing one of those retro uh, ruffled tuxedo shirts that is blue with it, and he is precious. Do you do you get that line from him though? Yes. Okay, good. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was hilarious. I didn't I didn't see it, but. If nobody knows that, that's that's the first two lines from the old school theme song. Yeah, I know. Um, <gasps> so Archie's going to get up there and sing. Mm-hmm. He has a moment with uh, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets a little wink from Val. Mm-hmm. She's then, so happy to see him perform. And then Veronica walks is about to walk off too, and then she walks over to Archie. And she apologizes. She says, I was mad at my mom, and I took it out on you. And he's like, I shouldn't have done that. And basically she's like, go, come on, Red Troubadour. It's just your time, so that's another one to add. Yep. Um, and so then Archie goes out and performs, and oh, Fred, <laughs> uh, he once once Archie starts, um, so it won't. It's dying. Let's go. Oh, okay. Um, once Archie starts to sing, Fred does that, and he's impressed, and he's doing that proud dad thing, and he's just great. Um, and then we cut to um, Betty and Jughead are rushing through the halls to meet uh, Sheriff Keller and he's like you know what what well, I got your text what do you need and so they say okay we got to go to the car and Betty pauses for a second because she can hear Archie over the loudspeaker and it's she like, hasn't been paying any attention to she, it. she's like oh wow no she's kind of like oh he's singing and then she rushes out so both Betty and Jughead are missing his performance yep I have to go. I also have to say, I got a little teary when I'm watching Fred watching his. Song. Oh, absolutely! It gets worse. Um, Although Reggie's still an ass, and then what the fuck is still up with this wolf? I want to know what the fuck this wolf means. Okay. <sighs> but um, so we we cut back to Archie, and I like that they didn't make Archie too good. No, he he doesn't hit a high note just perfect. No, he. But the song is good. The song is good, and then, <laughs> then when he's finished, Fred is just like. Almost crying, and that's where I can't take it. No, because it's that proud, like my kids doing their thing, and then Archie is grinning with his whole body, and he, Archie is almost crying because everybody's clapping. For Everybody him. likes it, and so they're walking. They're, it's after the show. Everybody's and, clapping. And, Ar- and Archie's looking for his friends. He doesn't see Betty, and he doesn't see Jughead, and he's about to be really disappointed. And, and then, then he sees Val, and they kiss. They hug and they kiss. Finally. God, that needed to happen. Yes. And like, <sighs> Archie's getting a whole lot of action in the show. <laughs> no. So, Veronica's about to walk into some whole more awkward. She um, butts in. She sees Fred and Hermione talking, and so she goes up to them and she says, you know, she's like, hi, and hi, Mr. Andrews. I really like that the kids are all calling the parents Mr. or Mrs. Yeah. Whatever. I don't see that as much on TV, and I like it, because I was raised that you call an adult by Mr. or Mrs. until you're told to, to call them by something else. I don't know. I mean, she, she's butting in. I think partly, she, though, she does it to, like, um, get at them. Mr. Andrews? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, what's going on? And, you know... Fred's like, I'm sorry, you know, it's just, we're celebrating because I got the contract for the construction. Mm -hmm. And Hermione just kind of looks down, and then, um, then he hugs her, and Hermione, and Hermione just 
death stares. Veronica. Veronica. And Veronica says, well, it looks like you won this time. She just says, looks like you won. Oh, I thought she said the same. And there's a weird resignation in that, too, where she's like, where it, it's this thing of, okay, mm-hmm. this is, this is how my mom actually does things. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I mean, she she walks off and it's supposed to be smoldering, but I don't know if it's that or if it's more of a thing of, okay, this is my mom. Wow, well, I hoped it wasn't this way. Um, so, Jughead's talking about fear again. Fear that the closest people to you are monsters. Fear is always there. Josie's in the bathroom, devastated. Mayor comes in to comfort her. And this is actually, like, a nice moment. Yeah. Mom's actually... Like, you could see her tearing up and, like... You get it. You get the the frustration and the pain they're dealing mm-hmm. with there. Um, Sheriff Keller, they've found the car, but the car has been set on fire. Mm-hmm. So whoever was watching them set it on fire, and, and then Betty and Jughead are at are, the the convent. We're just gonna call it the convent. The convent, and they get to Polly's room, and Polly has escaped through the window, and there's blood on the glass. Mm-hmm. Jughead's like alone, bereft, unmoored. So. so, yeah, so Polly's gone. Mm-hmm. And... We don't know. We don't know. I got nothing else. We had a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was a long... Okay, so who do you think torched the car? You know what? I, I don't know. Okay. I got nobody. I, I don't I don't I don't have enough ideas right now to think about that. Mm-hmm. I'll have to we'll have to go back and think about it and see what happens in we the next We need more information before we can make predictions. Yeah, just Okay. So we also okay, so we know that officially that it's not Betty's dad. Betty's dad didn't kill him. We know that officially? Well he says I didn't do it. But he's I don't know. He didn't do it. Okay, no. Let's just be clear. He didn't do it. And Polly's Polly's crazy in the head. Like I said, I'm not convinced that Polly has a correct story, not necessarily because she's lying, but because she's totally wackadoo. Okay. So, who knows? Hmm. Until then. Ooh, that one got deep. Cool. Okay, so if oh, man, I forgot. I was gonna ask a question of our listeners, but I can't remember it now. I you know what? We'll put it out. We'll put I it out bad. through Instagram or on a post somewhere. Yeah. We'll get it out to you guys. We're on the Instagrams, Facebooks, and the internets. You'll find us. Yep. All right. For now, chocolate shop's closing down. All right. Hashtag Riverdale Strong. That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.